0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Black Initiative Podcast, where we discuss black history, black economics, and black social issues. Well, it's been a while, y'all, but I'm back. This is episode 19, and uh, this is another black history moment. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if too many people have heard of this young lady, but we're going to go over her... Um, bio here and we're going to talk about today alberta odell jones that is alberta odell jones okay and a few facts about her um sorry about that y'all it's my my computer um so alberta odell jones was born in Louisville, kentucky Okay, of Louisville, Kentucky. Um not Louisville, but Louisville, Kentucky. Uh and she was born in uh November the 12th of 1930, okay? Now, she was uh basically um one of the first African American women to pass the Kentucky bar, okay? So she became an attorney pretty much, okay? And she was a city attorney in Jefferson County. All right. Now, um, so a couple of things about her uh, education. Um, She was uh, she graduated from Louisville Central High School. Okay, And then she went to uh, the municipal college there in Louisville uh, for black people. So that, so back then, you know, in Louisville, they had a college that was, uh, strictly for blacks at that particular time. And, um, you know, she, uh, and and even so now it's an HBCU. It's, it's not called that anymore. It's called Simmons College of Kentucky now. Okay. And it's HBCU there in Kentucky, in um, Louisville, Kentucky. All right. Um, so uh, some of the things that, well, obviously, okay, I'm sorry. So let me go back. So she uh, graduated, went to the University of Louisville because uh, that college actually, that black college at that particular time merged. Now, obviously, it's called Simmons uh, college now, but, you know, back then it merged with the University of Louisville, okay? Um, and so then after, uh, she, um, you know, went and graduated from University of Louisville, then she, uh, got her law degree, uh, from Howard University, Okay, so she went to University of Louisville Law School for a year, and then she transferred to Howard University School of Law, okay? And then afterwards, you know, she began to um, practice law, and, and she pretty much took on a lot of clients right after college, Okay. Um, she was very active in, uh, civil rights. So during this time, obviously, you know, um, the civil rights movement, uh, back in the sixties, she was very active in, um, black civil rights. So she also took part in protest, uh, protest marches in Louisville, Louisville, And she attended the March on Washington, you know, where uh, she saw Dr. King and and when he spoke and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, She uh, once came back, once she came back from Washington, excuse me, I can't talk today. She formed the Independent Voters Association of Louisville. Now um she was basically trying to teach blacks how to vote and to kind of make the blacks more aware of like the candidates that they're voting for within the office okay so that's what she pretty much did with that association okay um and so like i said taught african americans how to vote and then, how to use that, those machines. And then, she um, basically was active in the NAACP. She also helped pay certain people's medical bills. Okay. Uh, there was a young man by the name of James Bulky Welsh. And he lost his arm saving his dog that was trapped under a train. So uh, basically, uh, Alberta gathered the money for this guy and uh, purchased some prosthetic arms, and it basically it was you know helped him to kind of regain some functionality within you know his severed arms. Okay. So, like I said, she was quite an accomplished person of uh, being an attorney and um, being an activist. You know, and obviously she was appointed uh, in February of 1965 to the Louisville um, Domestic Relations Court. And she was a prosecutor there. OK. Um. So now. Here's the gruesome part. So, she died August 5th, 1965 at the age of 34. So, she was a very young, young lady. And to this day, you know, her uh, murder, which she was murdered, and we're going to talk about that. Her murder was unsolved, okay? And what happened is, you know, she was... Uh, looks like based on the autopsy she was grabbed out of her car and she was hit in the head several times with bricks okay Um, and you know had several beating marks on her but she uh, was severely hit in the head several times and then her car was found on one of the bridges. It was it was called the Sherman Minton Bridge, and obviously, you know, there was blood inside the car. Okay, and then whoever killed her basically threw her in the Ohio River. And um, yeah, that's man, that's pretty sad. Um, yeah, that's. Mm. But her killing was never solved, okay? And it could be a a list of things. It could be somebody, somebody that maybe would, that just hated blacks. It could also be the fact that this person knew that she was an attorney and decided, okay, you know, some of my people is gonna do something to her. We don't know what the cause of, why she was murdered, you know, really took place, um, and so her family would never get that closure, and I just, I can't imagine, you know what I mean, like, all the things that, um, can happen, and, um, not having that closure, you know what I mean? Not having the closure that you really need. And I think that that is kind of a sad thing, you know? So, but anyway, um, and so they, in 2017, efforts were made to reopen the case and, um, they was hoping that new leads would, you know, kind of surface. And so, um, as of now, uh, I think that they are still kind of looking at the case, even though, really and truthfully, I mean, it's... At this point, it's too late because, I, I mean, this murder happened over 50 years ago. But... um It just goes to show that, um, you know, justice, um, may not have been served for this family. And I sit here and I think about, you know, the family and all of that. And, but, you know, she was just a very, looks like very accomplished young lady in her 34 years. And, um... Yeah, so that's that's a really sad, sad story. Um, I th- I believe also in Louisville Louisville, I don't know why I keep saying Louisville, Louisville that um she is remembered in a lot of ways. I know uh there are some businesses that uh put her on you know, like a billboard for certain things. Um, And I just think that, you know, this is one of those things where we have to kind of keep this young lady's memory alive because I was never taught about her in the history books. You know, being one of the first female prosecutors in Louisville, you know what i mean and um yeah and so like i was saying like for instance one of the places that she is remembered is at the river city bank and they actually have a picture of her you know on the building and you know to commemorate her and like i said i've never heard about this lady till recently, you know, doing some reading and studying and found out about this lady. And now this is why I do this podcast. So we learn our history and some of the people that, you know, we don't get to hear about in the history books. Okay. So that's just an important thing. Well, thanks for listening to the Black Initiative podcast. Uh, I'll come back with an economic segment um, and really take the time and look this young lady up um, and really, I guess, just really kind of, you know, see what other things that you can find for yourself. And I'm definitely going to do some more digging, you know, because, um, you know, this this young lady was very accomplished Al- Alberta Odell Jones, very accomplished young lady, and it was sad the way she died. so well, thanks for listening.